I am Emily Lyons. In 2009, without a high school degree and no money to my name, I decided to start my own business. But since then, I've built several multi-million dollar companies and I don't plan on stopping. Being a businesswoman, CEO, serial entrepreneur, survivor, and general life enthusiast, I'm endlessly jazzed by the business of life, especially the stories of extraordinary people I've had the privilege to meet along my own improbable journey to success. I don't think it's fair to keep that privilege to myself, and I think you deserve to be lifted and shifted by these people too. After all, all inspiring people are inspired people. So get ready to be inspired. This is Mind Your Business. All right. Well, Julie, it is so great to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. This is so exciting to be with you today. It's funny because my sister's name was Julie Mm. and my partner's last name is Clark. No way. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We were actually chatting and he's like, who's on the podcast today? And I said, actually, her name's Julie Clark. So yeah, we thought that was funny. That's awesome. You've got such a great story. I know you're an entrepreneur and started out in a totally different industry. And like all the best businesses, it came from solving your own problem. So I would love it if you'd walk me through that and just give us an introduction of who you are. Yeah, sure. So I used to be a like costume designer. I studied costume and styling and, you know, was in that industry for about five years and, you know, working in film and theater and all the things. And so that's where I was. And I was actually living in New York and doing all those things. And I was stressed out of my mind. So many, you know, people <laughs> generally are. And my skin was horrible. So I've suffered. I was born with eczema. You know, my mom tells me horror stories of just how bad my skin is. I have eczema and allergies and asthma. So that is kind of a really common triangle of things that people have with eczema. They'll have allergies and asthma as well. So essentially I was really sick as a kid and I always, you know, I saw the dermatologist almost weekly and was on steroid creams and and like took internal steroids. And as a kid, I was like, I want to be a dermatologist and help people with their skin. And honestly, I really wanted to do that until I hit high school and discovered art and making things and fashion. And then I just fell in love with being creative and making clothes and costumes. And it was so different than kind of it got me into a new world. And I, you know, I love just the creativity and the imagination of it all. So I really shifted in like, you know, grade 10, 11, away from thinking I would go to med school into a creative industry. And it's interesting because, you know, I think for me, the theme of my life has always been my skin. It's really been such, you know, determinant of how I was feeling. And I felt so subconscious about it. Literally, my hands are bleeding and cracked for the majority of my life. And it was just so, so uncomfortable. So, you know, I was doing costuming and design and loving that world. But, you know, every night I would go home and be in so much pain and sewing was very difficult with like bleeding hands. (laughs) So it really led me to, okay, I'm going to try and find natural products or something that's working because steroids are just, it's, you know, a bandaid and it's never getting better. And I was like, I'm in New York city. There has to be, I'm going to be able to find the best products here. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that feeling or thought. So I went out and searched and searched and I was actually just totally shocked that there really wasn't much on the market for natural eczema products or healing eczema products. And so then I was like, okay, you know, I love making things. I'll try to make my own. I totally failed. It was a total disaster, my first kind of attempt. (laughs) And I hope, you know, I think a lot of 
entrepreneurs might say this to before they start or when they start the business, you know, the first products I made, I used toasted sesame oil instead of, you know, raw, untoasted sesame oil. All my products smelled like food. It was <laughs> a total disaster. But it got me to kind of understand that I had a passion for this. And it really brought me back to kind of my purpose in life that I had when I was younger about really wanting to help people that were struggling like I was because I knew I wasn't the only person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then I'm Canadian. I'm from Halifax, Nova Scotia. And I actually discovered an amazing school in Toronto that specialized in aromatherapy and making natural products and offering facials and reflexology. So I literally went for two weeks to take the introductory course, just like my life changed the first day I got there. And I was like, okay, this is incredible. And I just really decided to dive deep into it and literally, you know, called my boss in New York, said I wasn't coming back and (laughs) just enrolled in the four-month course, actually. And just kind of, you know, slept on friends' couches and found a bike to ride 45 minutes across the city. Like, I was like, I need to make this work. So when did Province Apothecary come out? So that was about two years after. So I studied for two years doing aromatherapy, herbal medicine, aesthetics, kind of honing my craft and understanding ingredients and my skin. And I was so lucky because the school I went to specialized in facials. So I got to see hundreds of people in two years and offer them facials and customize skincare for them. So that would kind of was what I got to do there because she just had so many awesome raw ingredients. And it was just an amazing foundation and understanding of what works, what doesn't work, what people like. So essentially for two years, I just experimented and saw clients with facials and that developed the company. So, you know, even before we launched, I had four product lines and a lot of too much stuff, let's say. (laughs) And then when we launched in 2012, I was just literally trying to get the website up before the holidays. So, you know, I was doing all these Christmas markets or holiday markets and flea markets in Toronto at the time. And I was just like, I need a website. I need somewhere to direct people. So that was my drive to actually, you know, name the company, establish a website, establish the packaging, all of that stuff. And that happened in September, 2012. Oh, well, you know, I first actually heard about Province Apothecary a couple years ago. We were on set doing a photo shoot and one of the models had incredible skin. Her name was Jamie. And I said, you got to tell me what skincare you use. And then she told me about Province. She's like, I use all this stuff from Province Apothecary. And she was like, but they've given me some tips. So she's like, when you apply the face oil, put a couple drops of water on your hand, rub it together and put it on your skin that way because it'll absorb better. And so that's when I first found you guys because I was like, wow, I love that. Like not only is it great products, but also those tips of how to, you know, just explaining those things. Like she explained it all to me. It's going to enhance the absorption and then you use it with this product. And she's like, if you go and you talk to them, they'll explain all this to you and they'll kind of customize it for you. So I Yay. love that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was story warrants I heard. Because, you know, before Province, I literally knew nothing about skincare. You know, I had my skin issues, but I used like Biore strips to like get rid of my blackheads. I, yeah. I, I just used Luberderm only for all <laughs> creams. And I used bar soap. Like I knew nothing. And when I started learning, you know, about skin and aesthetic school and about, you know, our body and herbal medicine, like while I was studying herbal 
medicine and aromatherapy, a light bulb went off just saying, you know, again, like I suffered from all these issues with my skin and I knew nothing. Like I just didn't know anything about how to take care of my body or how to use products. So I, a lot of the motivation of the company was how do I bring education to people? And especially, you know, as an aromatherapist and esthetician, I'm helping people like one-on-one I really, you know, you coming in for a facial, Emily, if I saw you every month for the next year, awesome. Your skin would look great, but where you're going to see the results is actually everything you do at home. So how can I motivate you to do more at home? And I think education is the key because you're not going to do it if you don't know how or you don't understand why. Yeah. And it also kind of explains how and why it works. And a lot of these products, as we all know, are just marketing. It's not... Mm -hmm actually doing anything for us. In addition to that, it's full of all kinds of junk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a complicated industry that, you know, I'm in, but I don't have a passion for that. It's like my passion is helping people. And it's like, you know, getting people excited about actual ingredients they have at home that they can use and recognizing the products. But yeah, I think like the beauty industry is humongous and I think really bad for our mental health, honestly you know, all the messaging and all that. So I think that's where, you know, the education, the positivity, like how, you know, is everyone has something, you know, on their body or their skin that they're like, oh, I'd love to reduce the look of that fine line. Amazing. Let's help you do that so that you have more confidence and you feel better in your own skin. you like, that's always our mission. You can do lots with your skin with just massage with any product you have. So kind of just kind of, you know, bringing that information to people so that they can actually just do what they, you know, do what they can with what they have and see improvements has always been a mission of mine. Oh, that's brilliant. And now, I mean, your company is not small. (laughs) You're carried in over 175 retailers and Whole Foods. That's incredible. Yeah, thank you. Like, yeah, Whole Foods is so funny because I walked into Whole Foods in Toronto. I was like, hey, are you interested in carrying a natural brand? Oh my gosh. And they literally were like, yeah, we would love to. We're starting a local program. I was like, okay, great. That's how you did it. Yeah, that's how I did a lot of it at the beginning, right? Like industry is just so different now, 10 years later. Like, you know, when I started, there were no oil cleansers really on the market. And Mm -hmm. we had to, you know, bring so much education and convince people that it was a good idea to use oil to cleanse their face. But yeah, like Whole Foods is so just, I'm like, oh, that is how different the industry is. Because I could walk in, introduce myself, talk to the buyer and even get a meeting within, you know, five minutes. Well, nowadays that's totally impossible to do. Yes, it is. It is so hard to get into those places now. Yeah. Have you self-funded this? We did until, so I say we as well. So I started in 2012 and then a friend, a good friend of mine, her twin sister worked for L'Oreal and, you know, she had worked for them for about 10 years when I met her. So Natalie uh, came on board in 2015 as my business partner to run Province Pothgrain. And I always credit our success, Natalie, because she understood the market. You know, she worked for L'Oreal. Her big clients were, you know, Walmart was one of them. So she really understood sales and marketing and how to scale a brand. Well, I really was the creative, you know, innovator behind it. Yeah. So, you know, always a word of advice to business, you know, business owners of like, if you feel like you can't do everything, like finding a partner has changed problems. We would not be where we are today without Natalie. 
Um, so she came on in 2015 and then we actually got, um, funded by a VC in 2020, just after the pandemic happened or started. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So recently. Yeah. So Arlene Dickinson, I'm not sure. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So she is now a partner in Province Apothecary. So she paged. So her and her um, VC came on board in August of 2020. Okay. What made you want to, after being in business for so long, take on outside funding? We just, we wanted to grow and scale. And, you know, as, as, you know, every, so many people know about the scaling process is mm-hmm. it's really hard to do sometimes or without cash flow. Um, and so, you know, we were in so many retailers and wanted to do subscription boxes and just bigger things and more marketing. And so, yes, yeah, so we just wanted um, help growing. And um, it was actually through Natalie that we met. We had like a mutual connection to Arlene. And yeah, we just, you know, it was, we were really excited to partner with them and they're amazing and just have, you know, helped us and taught us so much. So um, yeah, it's been a really incredible relationship and we just, we were excited to also just, you know, have more help in growing the business and the expertise that they really have. Mm-hmm. And Arlene's a powerhouse. She mm-hmm. is such a wonderful person too. She, she volunteered to speak at a virtual event I was doing for cystic fibrosis to raise funds for them. She was just, she was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's incredible. Her company she's built is amazing. Now, why did you call it Province Apothecary? Was there a reason behind that? Yeah, I'm like, why did we choose such a tongue twister? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, looking back, also choose a simple name for your company. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah, so Province, so uh, honestly, naming this company, it was first Jack, which are my initials, and then that wasn't working. So So it became Province Apothecary because when I started, again, I was just, you know, obsessed with, ingredients like and that idea of what can we even find across Canada that we can put into the products so that's where province comes from it's really the story of each all of our ingredients that we source from across the provinces so beeswax and you know even glacial clay from British Columbia sunflower oil from Ontario amazing essential oils from Quebec so Canada has a lot to offer and actually was super challenging when we started because there just wasn't you know, that much interest in it in Canada, but now it's, you know, you can get broccoli oil and raspberry and blueberry, like awesome, awesome stuff. An apothecary is an old school, like is a pharmacy. It means like blending and mixing. So essentially, you know, that's what I was doing in my apartment at the time was like custom blending products for people using all the ingredients from across Canada, from each province. And that's the inspiration behind the name. So it's so literal but people don't know how to say province sometimes. Like, is it French? Is it, you know, like, but it's this province apothecary. And I hope it like resonates with people and they get excited about the ingredients. Oh, that's great. It's a, I get asked that a lot about how to name their company. What should I name my company? What are some tips? <laughs> like that. If you were to do it again, you'd, you'd make it simpler. Oh, yeah. Really simple. And just maybe, you know, one word, a little bit more self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more obvious. <laughs> if you were starting again all over, what else would you maybe do differently? Is there anything? Oh man, I was really scared to grow to have the business grow. Like it was hmm. never grown a business before. Natalie, you know, 
thank goodness for her because she really had that vision and understanding of how to do it. So, you know, I think I would probably just try to let go of my fear earlier so that it didn't feel like I was stopping us from growing and now they was trying to get us to grow. I think it's just, I had a lot of fear around, you know, the growth of the company. So yeah, I think just letting that go. But in hindsight, it's easy to say that in reality, you know, it was just, it was my baby. So I just was so scared of losing it or losing control. And yeah, so I think just that and maybe just focusing more on the marketing because we did, you know, a lot of it was just so education focused, I think, which doesn't always relate to, you know, how to sell the product in stores, let's say. So kind of like bringing in and like learning more about marketing earlier. Now, you know, we, and district has taught us so much as well, but I think really starting with like part press and marketing and just really learning how to, you know, write copy and do all those things. And it's just so different, right? Like Instagram has totally changed everything. And that wasn't really around when I started. So I think it's just, you have to really follow the trend. Do you think there was a turning point in your journey? Like, is there something when you look back and you're like, that's when it all took off? Something that you really did or something that happened? I think just getting, what is the thing? I think it was just the sheer amount of kind of like, hustling and hard work, both Natalie and I did to just grow the company. Like I just remember I didn't have a life for what the first, I would say four or five years. Like I worked all the time, every weekend. And it just really, it just felt like it took so many hours to grow the business. Mm -hmm. So I think it was just everything kind of building momentum and just, yeah. And it was nice because we got to expand our spa. I think that really helped because we got to see more people for facials and just natural word of mouth. And yeah. And you know, that industry, the personal care industry has just been so it's been killed with the pandemic. So that was a big thing that we saw where it was like, there was so much momentum in our personal care and our spa and within facials. And then that abruptly stopped you know, one day. And that's actually really changed. I find has changed the business a lot. Hmm. Do you have this boss still in Toronto? No, we decided to close it because I couldn't even find people to hire. We were like people, you know, it just people, it wasn't working. People were booking and canceling and it just, I couldn't even get enough people in with the staff we had. And then we wanted to expand it and get more people hired, but I couldn't find anyone. It was so complicated. It was just something I hadn't expected for the business, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the spa is going to keep going. The spas have been around for so long. So yeah, we just actually decided to close it really recently in May. So our last day was in May. And now it's just allowed me and like the rest of our team to actually focus on working with our retailers and, you know, just working with our customers one-on-ones. So kind of going back to the way it was when I started when we didn't have a spa. Mm-hmm. I've had a few friends that were in that industry that have had to close. One had a chain of beauty or uh, blow dry bars and they had to oh, close. Wow. Oh, wow. It's so tough. It is. It's kind of like a, it's an industry that's not talked about a lot. Like, you know, luckily almost all of the staff we had has moved out of Toronto into like smaller communities and opened up their own businesses, like just from their house mostly, or like small, you know, like a room within another clinic. So they've all pivoted, but I'm just so like, I'm so happy that they're still working They're you know, it's working. So it, it does really work, you know, spas still exist, but for us, it was really about like 
that one-on-one and a smaller, like a smaller esthetician shop, I think makes better sense for people at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I see when I was searching Eat Province, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of different articles, like a lot of features. Like I saw Vogue, I think I, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop mm-hmm. in style. How have you been able to get all these placements? Was this organic? Do you have a PR team that helps you with this? So we have a PR team who is amazing, Lucid. So yeah, Michelle, I'm like, when do we start working with Michelle? I would almost say probably 2014. So, oh, wow. We've been with them for a very long time. And she always, so a mutual friend introduced us. So, and she's always been focused in like that green wellness, health, clean beauty, clean products in general market. So it was great to partner with her because also at the time, a lot of PR firms, like I interviewed a ton of them. I worked with a few other people before Michelle and it just, you know, didn't work. So yeah, before 2014, I was really fortunate that I was doing something different and people were into it. And, you know, like even Flair did a huge feature on me right around September, 2012, right when I had started. Like, I remember they came and did a photo shoot and I was still like living in my apartment and working in my apartment. And I tried to make it look like I didn't live, there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at all, make it look like it's, it's big, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think just that I was doing something very different at the time brought us a lot of press and a lot of people wanted like DIY recipes and just, you know, information about essential oils and aromatherapy and skincare. So that helped bring in the press. And then with Michelle, she really tapped into the market. And we, you know, every year I do two or three rounds of desk sliders with her and, you know, sending out lots of products to press people. And so I think it's just, yeah, we've had an awesome relationship and she's just been integral to supporting us and helping us get in front of the press. Oh, brilliant. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure with you, Emily, like that's always a question I get from entrepreneurs and people starting out is, is it worth investing in PR? Um, and I'm not, what do you, like, I think it is. I'm like, do you have, what's your opinion on it? I think it depends on the industry somebody's mm-hmm. in, but if you have the funds and mm-hmm. you've got a good company where you can see that ROI that comes mm-hmm. back, but I think do it yourself at the beginning until you can, because you can mm-hmm. things yourself. If you've got time and you yeah, if you've got time, to, then absolutely do it. You can use free things like Haro. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. that H A R O. Yeah, I heard about it through you. Oh, really? That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I've never like, heard of it before. Actually, <laughs> it's on my list to get. I'm going to get it, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and having a great story and putting it out there. LinkedIn is great for that. But if you can afford it, then absolutely. I mean, get put. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to spend that money to make that money. And like you said, it's been huge for you. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think that there are a lot of companies out there, a lot of PR companies that aren't going to get you results. And so just mm-hmm. be careful if you don't, especially if you've got really limited funds that you're working with because you can't afford to waste it. And I remember like early on, I don't know, 12 years ago, maybe I had talked to some PR companies and I remember them saying like $5,000 a month. And mm-hmm. like, are you insane? <laughs> like, yes, who can afford that? As an as a new entrepreneur, that was just mm-hmm. mind blowing to me that they would charge that. And so, yeah. yeah. And I think we're lucky that Michelle um, isn't a big agency, right? It's like a, it was when I met her. It was like a one woman show. Now she has several as like people working with her. So it probably it made it more affordable. And and she really you know was passionate about helping us. So she she did. 
have to really credit her for like making it affordable for us. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Finding those good partnerships is are such game changers and having those relationships mm-hmm. long term. Yeah. And where you know that they actually care about you, care about the business and, mm-hmm. and believe in your mission. Yeah, I know it's amazing. It's like we've been working with our web developers since 2012 and our graphic designers since about 2014, I think. Like, oh, wow. Know, <laughs> like, it's like now we have a, it's just so wonderful to support each other and work together and be invested in everything we're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things in the event side of things. That's everybody's goal is find long term mm-hmm. vendors for everything. Oh, yeah. It does make a difference because then, you know, you don't, it takes a lot of time to train new people, right? And get people up to speed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love skincare. I have so much skincare and I go back and forth with having natural skincare to having stuff that I, you know, with chemicals in it because Mm -hmm. I want things to be effective. And I actually started taking a course during COVID with, I don't know if you know, Formula Botanica. Um, yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I took a few courses with them too. Which I'm like, which ones did you do? I started taking like their full formulating course I signed up for. So oh, I went through just like the first things. I ordered the like scales and the mixing things and the raw products. And then things got busy with COVID when COVID kind of slowed down a bit and I never finished it. But I do want to go back to it because I did, I just found it really interesting and learning about all the different cells and what they do and like the Langerhang cells and how it cleans up the, the chemicals. And yeah, it was, it was just interesting and in seeing what products do what and all that stuff. Yeah. Did you make yourself anything? I made one test thing. It was terrible. It was a body butter, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. You, you make one thing and then you're like, okay, I'm going to make 20 of those again until yeah. I get it perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did a lot of that. <laughs> I want to, I really want to get back to it though, because it was just, I just was doing it for fun because it honestly just find it really interesting. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, Emily. I'm so impressed with you because that course is amazing. Like it's very advanced and it really, I know a lot of formulators and company founders that have taken that course and, and have built their entire lines with it. So yeah, I'm like, great. Yeah, get back into it and just try again. Like just write down all your recipes. That's like the key. Because <laughs> yeah. you will remember what you put in anything. But that's so exciting. Yeah. And I think you have access through her to like great actives and different things that, you you know, you can do like natural retinols pretty easily now with mm. Gucci oil. So there's lots of stuff where you can find like natural alternatives, like even, you know, natural vitamin C from Kakadu Plum. That's, you know, like similar, but just less irritating on your skin. If you do have any kind of sensitivity or anything. So there's lots of things you can do with natural products now. So when you get more time, you can start playing around. Yeah. Maybe I got to commit. Do you still formulate the products that you develop? yourself? Yeah. And yes, I do. So I work with an amazing chemist that like went to school for this. And so I work with her now. So I'm like, I do some development on my own and like scent development, but I've really only like my background is like oil-based products, like very herbal medicine-based products. So lots of infusions, that type of stuff. So that's where I am most confident. I am not most confident with like making water-based products. So that's where I work with an awesome chemist that I, you know, we kind of feed off of each other and she's incredible. And 
I'm like, those are what I'd love. And this is what I've, you know, been able to do. And she takes it to the next level. So it's, yeah, it's so exciting. And yeah, I always suggest like working with a chemist that can actually formulate and produce your products. So we were, you know, I used to do all production, all formulation and it worked, but then again, scaling that from, you know, my house to an actual co-packer has that has been a lot of yeah. learning. So I would like for people coming to me asking for advice, it's always like start working with, find a co-packer with a chemist and develop your products in-house with them and, you know, buy your formulas, own your formulas. But I wouldn't, I guess, yeah, another piece of advice is I wouldn't do what I did before where it was like making it myself out of my own space without understanding how to scale those products because it's taken a lot of like reformulation and it's hard to Um, scale up a product from like small to, you know, bigger, not huge, even like, you know, from 20 units to 2000 units or something like that. How did you find the people to manufacture for you? Yeah, we call them co-packers. So yeah, manufacturers. So Ontario, like Canada, there's so many, like across Canada in the US, there's even more. We focus on working with only Canadian co-packers. So yeah, I think, you know, the personal care industry and, you know, making products has been a big industry. I was totally unaware of it, but it's existed in Ontario and across Canada. Like a lot of these businesses we work with have been around since like 60s or 80s. So they've been around in a lot of family businesses. And yeah, so it's just, we've interviewed a lot of them, gone to look at them, gotten them to make uh, sample products for us, really done a ton of legwork. And then essentially you can tell pretty quickly, like who knows what they're doing, who doesn't know what they're doing, who has an interest in green and clean products, who doesn't. So yeah, it took two years for us to find manufacturers and a lot of like okay, make this product and let's test the sample and get someone else to do it and test the sample and really diving in. You know, I'm obsessed with sourcing the ingredients. So we had all the contacts for our ingredients and shared those with our manufacturers and not all of them want to use them. So again, that would just, you know, eliminate them from working with us yeah. on a user ingredients. So yeah, it's been, it's, you know, <laughs> luckily there's a lot of people to choose from. And honestly, it's like a quick Google search you can instantly find them in your area. And when you say own the formulation, like how does somebody own their... Formulation? Own the ingredients. So owning your formulation is essentially, I would get like, I just, with any new product or if we reformulate something, we want to just make sure that we have the exact formulation, like the percentage of everything Mm -hmm. and also the SOP of how to make it. So we need to know every single step of how to make that product. So worst case scenario, say our manufacturer closes or we no longer are happy with the results from them, we can instantly just take that formula and bring it to another manufacturer really easily. So if, because essentially what happens a lot of times is the manufacturer owns the rights and the ingredient, like the percentages of the formula, and they don't give it to you unless you buy it from them. Oh, so do you have to buy it from them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they'll develop it with, you know, like I'll, even if it's my own product that I've developed, but I'm bringing it to a co-packer, they might suggest some tweaks or some changes just to, again, scale the product. So it's just really important that you know those changes and you know exactly how to remake that formula. Because if anything happens, you need to quickly be able to move that formula to another place. Oh, that's good to know. (laughs) Yeah. I remember after Jamie, that was the model 
told me that mm-hmm. about the products and I tried your, it was a hydrating face serum and it mm-hmm. smelled incredible. I remember it just smelled so beautiful. And I can't imagine it must be so hard to get people to capture that because I mean, yeah, it was, I gotta, I gotta order more. <laughs> We're going to say, I mean, I was like thinking about this and I was like, I haven't sent you products yet, Emily. Don't worry, <laughs> yes, I'll connect please. with you after. We'll just, I'll send you a care package. So yeah, that's all. And you know, the scent is really from the essential oils and the carrier oil. Like hot oil has this beautiful, like sweet scent. Like obviously think of that for concert. You're like, oh yeah. So that oil has such a beautiful scent to it. And then frankincense, I love, which is just mm-hmm. very earthy, but has high pitch notes. Like I did a lot of perfuming with my aromatherapy background. Like I love really intuitive blending essential oils. Like it's so fun. <laughs> Yeah, like I remember I put a couple drops in my hands and like smell it first before I put it on my face because it just smelled so beautiful. Yeah, and like our cleanser is three essential oils that calm your nervous system. So it's like... Oh, I, that's I neat. Love. Yeah, so like bergamot, frankincense, and lavender are the main ingredients so that you do it at night and you calm your nervous system down before bed. Like I'm not sure about you, but I definitely experienced a lot of like sleeping issues during the pandemic. and. Mm-hmm. I was so reliant on like that ritual of like cleansing and allowing all those oils, like even just breathing them in, in, you know, naturally calm your system down within a few seconds. Right. So it can really just slow your breathing down drop. You know, if you're feeling like anxious, it can really just help reduce that feeling. So it's incredible what scent can actually do for you in the long run and how positively it can affect your body. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Little things like, yeah, this is like where I'm like, I'm obsessed with plant medicine and aromatherapy. I'm like, do you have a garden, Emily? I do only recently. And and there's so much stuff I want to grow in there, but lavender is definitely on the list. My mom was a huge gardener. Yeah. Did you ever help her? No, I didn't. And I wish I did so that I could have learned (laughs) gardened her whole life. Oh man. Her garden must have been amazing. Do you have a garden? Yeah, but it's new. Like, uh, so my husband and I bought a farm in 2016. Oh, incredible. Yeah, it's all my husband. It was like, he was just, he's from a rural community and he just loved, you know, was sick of Toronto city living and was like, I need to live in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, you're crazy, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do this. And then I would commute back and forth. And then with the, the pandemic, it really allowed me to work from home. But yeah, we're like in an off-grid house and, you know, we're gardening and yeah, but I hadn't had a garden before, but I feel like it's changed. Like I asked you about it just because I was like, it's changed my connection with everything, like just growing mm-hmm. plants and actually understanding how hard it is to grow plants. Yes, it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. It's so hard. Yeah. It just gave me a huge new appreciation for like all the ingredients we use in our skincare and even the food we have. And yeah, like even the, we can't even grow kale, like all the bugs eat it, the animals eat it. I was like, okay. (laughs) Like the amount of plants I've killed this year, (laughs) it's got to be some sort of world record. Even like plants are, they're like, yeah, I got a bunch of planters and they're like, yeah, these ones are great. They're really sturdy. They're impossible to kill. I killed them all but one. I overwatered them. I, oh, I don't know. I don't oh, need that. That's a better problem to have than uh, <laughs> underwatering oh, them. No. <laughs> oh, I meant to ask you. That's what I meant to ask you. How does the oil cleanser work? I know I'm jumping back, but I forgot. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you this because it confuses me. Okay. 
essentially like the idea behind an oil cleanser is I like with all the research I did to start this company and just develop that product is essentially oil cleansing is the ancient form of cleansing. Like before soap was there, there was animal fat, right? And so that would be lathered on. And essentially the idea with oil cleansing is that you're putting oil on, it will remove dirt makeup because almost all makeup is going to be oil-based. So Mm oil is going to dissolve all your makeup. So it's actually one of the best ways to remove makeup. And then it will pick up anything that's on the surface of the skin, right? And your skin's not even going to absorb it, especially if you're not going to use water with it. It's really just going to stay on the surface and pick everything up. And so essentially everything's getting infused on the surface of your skin into that oil. And then the key is to remove the oil with a damp face cloth or like a cotton pad, something has to remove that oil. And while you're wiping off that oil, you're taking all that makeup, all the pollution, all the dirt, literally anything that's on the surface of the skin is going off with the oil onto that face cloth. And then you're with your natural skin, right? Mm-hmm. You haven't thrown it off. You haven't thrown off the pH. So a lot like, you know, before I would say 10 years ago, like harsh cleansers were very popular. Oh yeah. Uh, we wanted our skin to feel like squeaky clean. Oh, yeah. That tight feeling we all wanted. <laughs> exactly. And essentially what's happening. And when you're using soap, mostly stripping your skin of all its natural oils, and then you're getting that tight feeling, you're getting that dry feeling. And then at that point you've removed, you know, that protective layer on your skin. You've also negatively affected the microbiome on your skin that we all, you know, are aware of now. So essentially oil isn't doing either of those things. Like your microbiome's intact. You haven't like stripped the skin of anything and you haven't caused like more dehydration to the skin. So with oil cleansing and then what happened, you know, with your skin, if you do use a soap, what happens is your skin kind of freaks out in one direction. So if you're prone to oiliness, then, you know, you strip your skin uh, with soap and clean it. Your skin will then bounce back to extreme oiliness because your skin needs to get back to kind of balance, but then it can overcompensate and create more oil. And then if you're really dry and use soap, your skin might not be able to get back to balance. Oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. So then, and that's why I love oil because it really helps keep you in the middle and like in that balanced place. And then especially for like blackheads. So blackheads are congested oil. Like like essentially it's like oil that is oxidized and that's why you can notice it, right? Because just like a tarnished silver spoon, over time, you leave silver out, it gets darker. So your pores, especially nose and chin where they're larger and more noticeable, the oil on the surface is going to continually get oxidized, which is going to get darker and darker and darker. So it's not to say that there is dirt in that oil. It's just oxidized. And when you oil cleanse, you're actually helping to kind of eliminate a little bit of that oxidization within those pores because you're hydrating the skin. um, And the key to producing the look of blackhead is hydration. So that's where oil cleansing can actually help reduce, um, you know, blackhead visibility. And also if you're prone to breakouts or a lot of congestion, bringing your skin back to the balanced place by using an oil cleanser can also help reduce breakouts in general. What helps tighten the pores? So essentially it's just about reducing the visibility of the blackhead because your pores are generally set to like what they are. 
So this idea of even like tightening pores is a myth, I would say, that the industry kind of sells us. But it's all about reducing the visibility of the oxidization is where you're going to actually see the improvement. Because the pores on our nose, if you have a lot of congestion and a lot of buildup, maybe like example, you might not, what would do this? Maybe you're not removing makeup or cleansing ever or never exfoliating. So it is possible to get kind of enlarged pores around the face, but generally it's not everywhere. It would be very kind of random. And then a clay mask could really help pull those out or massage would really help reduce that. Even like a jade roller, something really stimulating can help reduce those kind of random larger pores that have a lot of congestion. But generally like that idea of tightening pores is really just the goal would be to reduce the visibility of your blackheads and the oxidization in, in your pores. And then you actually won't notice them. Is that uh, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah. All right. So hydrating, hydrating your skin, massage is key. Like the more hydration you can feed your skin, mm-hmm. the better, you know, you can pull out oxidization from your pores, like just the surface with clay really easily. And then it's all about stimulating, right? Like stimulating your skin. So Dry brushing is awesome. You dry brush your face? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done that? (laughs) No, I dry brush my body, but never my face. Oh, yeah. Okay. I will be sending you a dry brush. So amazing you dry brush your body. You're using um, kind of a rougher brush for your body. The idea is exactly the same where you're stimulating your lymphatic system on the face, but you're using a much softer brush that's not going to like cause irritation to the skin. And then you do it first thing in the morning. And it's really, really soft. You do it on dry skin. Like first, like I do when I wake up and make coffee and you just brush your, your face. I'll send you like a video to follow. And you're just essentially stimulating the lymphatic system, helping drain the limbs. So it's awesome at depuffing the face, like reducing puffiness around your eyes. And then even if you're suffering from like dull skin or premature aging or any signs of aging, especially like pigmentation, I love dry brushing for it just to help, again, decrease the visibility of it. My under eyes are bad. Like when I smiled, very creasy, kind of like sunken in a bit. Has that changed? Like did the appearance change? It initially started back in 2011 after my sister passed away. Mm -hmm. I cried a lot and I just noticed like I got, I don't know, it changed my under eyes. And then, yeah, it's just gotten worse during COVID and things like that. And I made an appointment with a medical spa or whatever they did like a virtual appointment and they recommended fillers and Botox. And I just, I'm, I'm scared to go that route of putting anything, not, mm-hmm. I don't know, toxic in my body. I just, I don't know, having a family with a lot of health problems, I just feel like it's a selfish thing to do. I can't imagine if I had some sort of reaction or something mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I wanted to, I don't know. But mm-hmm. then again, it's like, it, what if you if it makes you feel better about yourself? But then there's that whole aging gracefully. <laughs> I go back and forth. But they do bother me. They do bother me. I had to do a shoot recently for an upcoming feature. And seeing the photos, I was like, wow, wow. That's wild, the change with them. Mm. I'm going to send you, so facial cupping. Have you done cupping on your body before? I have, yeah. Okay. Also, you're going to send me where you live when I send you this package. And I'll look up if there's any one that does facial acupuncture that I would say, like, I haven't done any Botox or anything, but I am obsessed with like facial treatments. So facial acupuncture is amazing. And one of the best things I think you can do for your face and your body acupuncture 
there is no like negative side effect to acupuncture. Have you had acupuncture before? Oh, I haven't, but I've been looking at it recently. So it's really incredible. So obviously you would do your whole body with that treatment, but they will focus on your face and they'll focus on like fine lines and plumping. And for you, you would focus on the eye area and they can do incredible things over several treatments. They can really like change the flow of energy, let's say in your face. So I would start there before, you know, doing any injectables and then cupping, facial cupping is another one that they, you know, your practitioner could even maybe do before they do acupuncture. But again, it's all about flow and reducing stagnation, which really not like, so we have a lot of stagnation around our eyes. It's like a very forgotten place on our face. You know, A, we've been told not to touch our eye area and, you know, the skin on our eye area is very sensitive and thin. But there is tons of massage you can do. And using facial cups around the eye area is super beneficial to move the blood flow, which is going to reduce the visibility of dark circles, plump the area. You can reduce a lot of that like sunken look. You can lift the brows really dramatically with facial cupping as well. There's, I'm like, Emily, I'll send you a ton of stuff and then I'll look around uh, where you live and see if I can recommend anyone as well. Because Yeah, there's so much you can do naturally that will also just naturally affect your body in a positive way and you'll see the results. So yeah, facial acupuncture, I highly recommend and then facial cupping for the eye area. And then I'll even like, do you ever, like I love, we have a reusable silicone mask that is for your eyes. So you just put any product you want, put those on and then do your emails or whatever you want to do. But again, it's just like, it's occlusion. So it just, it's silicone. So it sits on the surface and really helps product penetrate and then helps your skin look really radiant from mm. receiving all of those actives. So I'll send you a few things and then you can do some self-care. And oh, massage. wonderful. <laughs> and I, 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 I would know you will see a really big difference and you'll notice the difference in even a few weeks. Like it can happen pretty quickly. Brilliant. I love it. <laughs> I want to ask you, what has been the coolest part of your journey so far being an entrepreneur? What do you think has been the best part? Oh, I'm like, what has been the best part? I feel like I am really terrible at taking a moment and like celebrating the wins and even being, you know, present in the moment of like, we did this. I'm really bad at doing that. So, but really, you know, this is the best moment. Like I I'm working from home and developing products that help people. And I get to, you know, I've, before our call, I was like emailing with a bunch of clients to find out, um, you know, the results for them with our eczema balm. And I just, I love helping people with their skin. So I think it's, it's now like 10 years in, this is a dream come true that, you know, the company is where we are and helping so many people with their skin. And even, you know, our conversation right now, and I love just giving, sharing information to make, you, you know, you will love the results from all of it. So yeah, it's like now. (laughs) (laughs) What's been the toughest part? Oh, I think just uh, getting over my fear of failing and Uh, growth. And like, I'm not much of an entrepreneur. Like I want to help people. That has been my purpose. And like Mm -hmm. every day getting up being like, I want to help people you know, having a business, I just wanted to stop waitressing. I wanted to do something reliable. I was, you know, supporting myself waitressing after doing costuming. And I just really, you know, wanted stability. And that's why I was like, I'll start my own business. So I think the drive hasn't been to have my own business. It's really just been to help people. That always makes the best businesses. 
because you can't go wrong. Yeah. You can't go wrong. You're helping people. And then yeah. money always follows, but that's the passion. And then you've got that resilience because you enjoy it and you don't want to give up because of what you're doing, your why, your purpose behind it. Yeah. And it's been a selfish why, right? Like I wanted to heal my skin and it's like eczema is complicated. Anyone listen to this, eczema knows how complicated it is. And, you know, I've healed my skin and then I've had flare-ups and I've healed my skin and like I have a two and a half year old son and now he has eczema and now we're figuring it out. And, you know, I'm like, this is my purpose. I am here. And every time I have flare-ups or something crazy happens with my skin, I'm like, I try now not to be angry or hateful towards myself and you know which I had a lot of before and now it's like okay I'm a detective I need to figure out what is happening so it's like I always I used to joke that it's like I'm thankful for the information and the reactions and all of that stuff because it makes me stop and listen to my body which I am was not good at before so it was really there to connect me to myself and realize I needed help and if you'd never had eczema you might have never started this company Never. I I 100% never would. (laughs) (laughs) I know life is. Oh, Julie, thank you so much for being here. This was so fantastic. You are incredible. And where can people find more information about you, more information about the company? Where can they get your products? All that good stuff. Yeah. And thank you, Emily. It's been so fun. So you can find us at problemsapothecary.com and on Instagram at problemsapothecary. Those are kind of the main two places to find us and find more information. And we're in, like you said, uh, I'm like over 150 stores across North America. So, you know, Whole Foods Detox Market, Health Hut, we're in the Vitamin Shop and even Rexall. So lots and lots of places across the US and Canada. And we actually have a little store finder so you can find um, the shops that we're in online. And we're always here to help. So you can always DM us on Instagram. You know, I get, I answer a lot of the skincare questions and Lynette does too. So we're really, you know, we love to share information over Instagram. And then you can also email us as well through our website. And we're always here to help. We do virtual consults. I'm doing a masterclass this week at Detox Market. So there's lots. Of you, yeah, we're always here to try to connect with you. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. And I've gotten it on well.ca as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, I love well.ca so much. Yeah. Me too. Really, I love that site. They're awesome. They've got great customer service too. They do. And just like, oh my gosh, I buy so much stuff from them. They're amazing. Oh, we're going to link everything. So everybody make sure you go check it out and check out Province and Julie and all that good stuff. But thank you again, Julie, for being here today. I love what you're doing and I love what you're building. Thanks, Emily. And I love everything you're doing. So thanks so much for having me. Have a great day.